You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. It's a Sunday. I hope you feel it in your chest. Turn that up, man. This kind of music makes me want to give out winners. So I'm going to start like this. Joe Mixon. Over three and a half receptions, receiving yards over 30. And I'm going to tell you why. This week's matchup, the Chiefs will tell you that they allow the 18th fewest fantasy points to the running back position, which is the league, a little bit above league average. But then when you dig deeper, you see KC's defense has allowed 837 receiving yards to enemy backs. That's the third most. Josh gave you the stat about the first game. I told you about the pass protection troubles, That how you're going to minimize that. You're going to get it out of his hands. Joe Mixon over three and a half receptions. If he does that, I believe that he can get to those 30 yards. He has 26 targets in his last four games. Give me Joe Mixon over 30. I told you over Mahomes on the rushing yards, over 30 and a half. And let me tell you why. In postseason, he goes from 18.9 in the regular season. It's a rockets up to 30.4. Why? Because it's must-win game situations. Right? You must. You must extend that play. Run for the hills, Pat Mahomes, and he's going to run for over 30.5 on this day. And I wasn't even going to give you all the pick, but I got to go with what my man Dead Press says, and I'm right there with him. I think that the Bengals score over 23 and a half points, and I'm going to max that thing out. And if that happens, I think that Mahomes has got to put max pedal, max on the gas, and he's going to score. I don't see how this game doesn't score 30-27. I don't see how this game doesn't go 33-30. I see points, and I see points coming from every direction. And I say you bust that over, and you go over there to mybookie.ag, and you bust that over right now. Over 54-and-a-half, over team total Bengals, over Patrick Mahomes rush yards, over Joe Mixon receptions and receiving yards. There you have it. What's uh, what's kind of interesting to me is this Chiefs running back situation. We haven't talked about this guy in a while, but Daryl Williams might play today. So it makes you wonder, well, you got Clyde Edwards-Elair as well. You got McKinnon. It's going to be tough to know which Chiefs running back is going to do anything. So that's why I like Cam Akers and why I like Joe Mixon because I feel like those guys are going to get touches. It, with the Chiefs guys, I, I don't know. I don't know which guy's going to get the ball. So something to, to pay attention to, guys, there is. And that's why Joe Mixon is so heavily owned, because you know he's going to get touches. And I, I really like him as far as the over and the receptions as well, because he hasn't run the ball that great recently. Getting over 50 yards hasn't happened a whole lot for him. So he's doing it through the air. So I think Jerry's on to something there. I think he's going to catch some passes today. 18-plus touches in 11 straight appearances, but now they're doing it a lot through the air. His target counts in the last, uh, it's 7, 5, 8, and 6 over the last four games. A 7-point underdog. A high total. A team that just got sacked for, you know, a, a historic number. You think they don't want to get that ball out of his hands? You know, what's interesting is we thought that last week, you know, when we were watching them and God, Burrow just kept getting sacked and sacked and sacked. Do you think it's, is that going to happen again? Are they going to be able to protect him? I don't think that they're going to be able to protect him any much better, but I just think that he's going to, the game plan's different now. 
maybe leaving an extra back, maybe putting a, a tight end in there in motion to chip. You know, whatever the case is, they need to give them extra extra time, whatever, it, whether it's a half a second, whatever that extra time is, I think it relates to the short pass game, and that's going to go to Mixon. It might go to the tight end. It might go to one of those other receivers. It might go to Boyd in the slot. It's going to go to somewhere they got to get that ball out. They do. And maybe get some screens going to Mixon. I mean, that's a good way to, to counter a pass rush that's, you know, that's coming upon you. So maybe, maybe that's something they look to do today. But they also know that that defense, that Chiefs defense, they're 30th in sack rate, bottom 11 in quarterback hit rate. So he's not, they know he's not going to get there. They're not going to get there often. 30th in sack rate, mm-hmm. they're, they're at the bottom of the bottom. Kansas City doesn't get many sacks. So using that theory, and they know that, then it goes back down to that man versus zone and how Kansas City is going to use it and how they're going to defend it. Are they going to try to take Chase out the game like they did Diggs? Is it going to be a Boyd game? Is it going to be a Higgins game? Is it going to be a mixing? We're all mixing everywhere. Yeah, That's not even a question. I mean, they've given up 109 receptions to the running back position. That's over 100 receptions. They've given up 52 receiving yards per game to that That Mixing? That's uh, put them. If you're doing same game parlays, make sure that you have mixing on both ways. I think one correlates to the other, obviously. And I think that, I mean, it's just, to me, it's all over. Now, the question that you bring up is a great one. Is it going to be Elaire? Is it going to be McKinnon? Because last week we saw the snaps look different than what the production, for example, McKinnon ended up getting more touches, but it was Alaire that was more efficient. Alaire was went over eight yards per, per touch. Yep. Now McKinnon went over five. Don't get me wrong, but Alaire didn't see as many. McKinnon out targeted him seven to two and ran thirty eight pass routes to Alaire's twelve. So that just telling me thirty eight pass routes for McKinnon. He's the he's the he's the pass back. Every once in a while, though, when they win the disguise that they're not going to run, they put in the shotgun and they run that draw to him. He has holes, so McKinnon's getting his. But whenever you look at who was more efficient and it was Alaire, and whenever you ask me who's going to get the ball in the red zone or in that five-yard line, I would think is going to pound it in there to me in my, in my opinion. Yeah, and, and like I mentioned earlier, Darrell Williams might play. So, yeah. you know what I mean? That, that, that makes you worry. And to your point, yeah, McKinnon last week, he only rushed for 2.4 yards a carry. I mean, not great. Darrell Williams... If he comes in, I could see him falling in the end zone. Like yeah. you, you just, you could just, you just see him. He might be the guy, maybe in your DraftKings lineup or something like that. If you want to get a little cute because he's going to be so inexpensive, maybe he might be a guy to target. Anyone else that we target, as far as we know, Tyreek Hill, we know Travis Kelsey. Although he was quiet in the first meeting, they kept Hill to six for forty. Kelsey five for twenty five and one. If the Bengals are able to do that. Then it's a you know that's a win in their books. Although that there was every I mean for the for the for the Chiefs to score that many points, that means everyone else was doing their thing. So who is it going to be? Is it Byron Pringle? Is it going to be Robinson? Is it going to be Miko Hardman? One of this, but I can tell you this: Byron Pringle has established himself as the number two receiver. He's drawn seven plus targets in four of the last five games, seventy six percent snap rate. So he's in uh, on all the pretty much. Three quarters of the offensive plays he's in. He's seeing seven plus targets. That's a lot. Seven plus targets in that offense? Yeah. He caught five balls last week. And, you know, McCole Hardman, only the one catch. So Pringle, like you said, he's kind of solidified himself as the number two receiver. I, I guess you maybe number three if we count Kelsey as a receiver. In the in the in the books, it's gonna look like man, Hardman had a touchdown. That was his lone target. Mm-hmm. 
lone target. At the same time, Robinson drew one target on 36 routes run. So it's going to be one of those guys is going to get his moment, but it's, it's a matter of which one. If you're, banging, if you're banking on, let me be safe here, who's the number two in case they t- t- try to take away the number one, then it's got to be Byron Pringle. Yeah, I-, I would think so. And the other thing, Dead Prez mentioned it. He likes the chance of maybe some somebody rushing the ball in one of these quarterbacks. And you like the over on the rushing total for Mahomes. I wouldn't be surprised if Mahomes scampers in the end zone, gets a touchdown with his legs. I think so as well. Like I said, I'm all over his uh, his rushing prop, and it's Chudy for all you old uh, cowboy heads. It's it's old school Chudy that's holding Tyreek Hill. That's why I'm looking at a lot of these things. Um, ah, just how can you fade Tyreek Hill on a four on a on a two game slate? It's pretty hard. I mean, you saw what he did last week. He was incredible. It's tough, man. It so from a from a betting perspective, now on these books you can bet, for example, like who's going to have the most passing yards or who's going to have the most rush yards for the weekend, and they give you those odds. Patrick Mahomes, most pass yards, followed by Burrow, Stafford, and Garoppolo. Mahomes is at plus 180. You can get him around, depending where you get it. Hopefully it's my bookie. It better be. Joe Burrow, Matt Stafford, and Garoppolo. Garoppolo to have the most passing yards, plus 13 to 1. Stafford at plus 280. Do any of these entice you? Mm. Or do you think it automatically comes from that Bengals-Chiefs game? I think it probably does, but I might be a little sneaky and go with Burrow. It's that whole thing where it's one of your strategies, Jerry. When we think Mahomes is going to have a big game, then it makes sense that the guy he's playing is also going to have a big game. Same script. Yeah, so maybe Burrow would be somebody I'd look at there. As far as rush yards, going to my man Jay, they got Elijah Mitchell as far as odds that he's going to have the most rush yards at plus 162, followed by Mixon or Akers, then Mixon. Akers at plus 255. Then it jumps all the way plus 456 for Mixon. I think that happens, though, because Mixon still gets his touches in the pass game like we, we've yeah. nailed it to the ground. I mean, that's a, that's where he's going to get a lot of his touches, so I don't think that he ends up being the ultimate yards leader. But it could be Cam Akers very well. Now, if your coach, McVay, Akers fumbles right before halftime in a game that you could really put away, then he comes back in a game that – I mean, you can't fumble right there what he did at the end. That's I mean, you just can't fumble at the. I mean, give him the short field. You just cannot. You cannot fumble where he did, and he did. He did. What happens this week? You go back to the well. Probably, you know. <sighs> what happens if he fumbles in the first half? Let me ask you that. What do you do? You better be worried. Yeah. <laughs> Take yeah. I mean, that's a concern. It really is. And I mean, these are big games. You know, the smallest little mistake can cost you your season. Um, and back to the passing yards thing real quick. When they met, when uh, Joe Burrow played against Patrick Mahomes when the Bengals won, I'm looking at it here. Burrow, 446 passing yards in that game. Mahomes was at 259. So maybe Burrow's worth a shot. It could be. And it just it's a matter of how much pressure they bring and how much – Pressure gets to Joe Burrow, but in that first matchup, the way they brought it, he diced him up 350. He was had over 350 against the pressure, and then the other one was again it was, was without. So it's just is it matchup proof at this point? That's why I ask: Does it in the locker room? Does the coach approach this as man? It's punch for punch, and hopefully we have the ball last, and we're going to win this game. It, that could be the case. I this is just me. I think the KC is going to 
win this game. I, I just, and I love Joe Burrow. I, you know, I'm just, I feel like he's so early in his career that I, I just, I don't think I'm going to see him beat Patrick Mahomes. I think the Chiefs are getting things going at the right time. I, and I, I think they will win by about a touchdown, which makes it tricky, right? Because seven and a half is the line in a lot of places now, not just seven. So you got to be pretty confident in the Chiefs if you're going to take that extra half point. A lot of confidence, and I just—I mean, it's just, it's a tough game. You know, I'm a Mahomes guy myself too. So to yep. me, I'm just—I'm trying to see though. Since week eight of the regular season, look who a lot of the opponents that the Chiefs have played. You know, Cowboys, the the post Dak Prescott one. They played the Broncos twice. That's luck. Um, the Raiders twice. They've had a lot of bet. And then if you look at what the Bengals have done, this is what the Bengals have done on offense. They've scored 32, 41, 22, 23, 41, 34, 26. Mm. So although they might not win, that 23 and a half team total is very well in play. Yeah, I feel good about Both that. Both things could be true that's being said right now. Josh can easily be it could be 33-24, mm-hmm. 9-point game. It could be 33-27. I think so. I just to me I'm going to go with the experience here. Got you know, to. I just, you know, Mahomes this is not his first rodeo, you know. Experience. Yep. Home team. Better coach, more experience on on every level. I mean, although Taylor's done his thing, it it's still Andy Reid on the other side. Yep, and, and Tom Brady's out of the playoffs. You that's know that, that's really the only guy Mahomes has had any that's trouble just, beating. That's just kryptonite. Mm-hmm. If he was to lose to someone else, that'd be the first time that someone else is going to beat him in the playoffs. And they said that in the stadium in KC last week when they saw that Brady lost, like people were pumped in KC at that game because like, we don't have to worry about Tom if we can beat the Bills. It's an interesting game from every standpoint, and seeing that there was over nearly nine hundred total yards. 65 points. Both teams averaged over seven yards per per play. That's what kind of game it was. But also it was that game that Chase blew it open. If you had Chase in that game, you know what he meant to your fantasy team. He was gone. I think it might have been the highest score of the season out of anybody. Obviously, three touchdowns in that many yards. It had to have been the highest out of any non-quarterback. Yeah. It has to be the highest performance. I mean, that that was it. That was the thing. He was like a forty-something, right? He it was like a forty-something point performance in fantasy. Eleven life. catches, two hundred and sixty-six yards, and three tubs. That's what I'm saying. Like that, <laughs> um, the, 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 performance of the year, hands down. And they still only won by minimal points. Mm-hmm. So think about that. And they still only won by minimal points. Yep. Think about that on this break. The phone lines are open for you. Let's get this thing going. <laughs> Lamont says that I'm. I'm on that Colombian sugar. I'm so hyped. <laughs> no, man, I'm wired. Yeah, but I'm wired different, man. That's what I'm on right now. I had someone speaking of that, man. When the Bengals played the uh, the the Raiders that first week of the playoffs, I had first week uh, first half under for a big play. We went over on that last on that touchdown that they blew the whistle and all that. Remember all that crazy? I ended up losing on all that. Mm. Scott told me, you cokehead, go die in a car crash. <laughs> Everybody's so nice on Twitter. <laughs> I said, dang, it's rough around here. Go die in a car crash, mm-hmm. you cokehead. Shout out to that guy because he's listening right now because he can't get the picks from the group. Shout out to you, Moneyline ESPN 97.5. Years of research and innovation. 
Innovation Map is the new voice of innovation in Houston. Pretty cool, huh, Morty? Covering startups, tech, energy, health, social impact, and more. Visit innovationmap.com today. Do it now. Do it. Do it. Do it now. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Back again. You're listening to Money Line on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Only Luda can make a, an Austin Powers beat. Listen up. Hi, Mr. Welcome back to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5, where we bring you, we bring you back in time. Back in time, if you remember where you were at when you were listening to this. Shout out to you. Pour one up, because it's Championship Sunday, and we're trying to get you on the right side of things. Hopefully, the coaching carousel this weekend fell on the right side of things for you. A couple of moving pieces. What was your first thought when you heard Nathaniel Hackett went to the Broncos? Well, I think a lot of people were thinking maybe that means Aaron Rodgers is going to be heading that way. Um, but now we've also heard that maybe they've kind of mended fences a little bit. So maybe maybe Aaron will stay in Green Bay. But we also heard that I believe Rodgers' fiance has a place in Colorado. So that would make some sense, like maybe why he would want to live there. Um, I, don't, I don't know. The, the thing that's really interesting to me is <laughs> what the hell is going to happen with the Texans, man? I, I'm just looking at this list, like, who's the favorite? I'm on Battle Red blog here. And Josh McDaniels is on the list. D'Amico Ryans. These guys haven't even interviewed. And we were talking before the show. Do you think it's because the Texans just aren't interested in these guys? Or or maybe they're just not interested in the Texans' job? I think it's, it's a matter of both. Maybe the Texans already silently have where they're going with this, and they're just trying to make it. We've seen reports of that. Yeah. Shots were fired that they basically used Cully as a scapegoat. They knew that this was the way that it was going to be the entire time, and here we are, that's one. Or is it, like, we just saw Brian Dable go to the Giants. That He was the guy that everyone wanted, obviously. He can turn your offense into a primed machine. But do you think when Brian Dable got that call, like, say, say you're looking for a job, and you put out your resume, and you put out those First, you know, the first three or four to the companies you really want. Mm-hmm. And they took a little bit to call you back. And then you put out just like six or seven more because you're like, man, I, I'll take something. And then all 10 of them call you at one time. And they're like, well, we'll, we'll see. We'll take you for an interview. Mm-hmm. You're going to put those other ones. You're going to put the Texans at the bottom. Yep. And you're going to say, man, I hope one of these other interviews goes well. I hope the Giants, because if you're looking at the Giants roster, other than that, the Giants being in New York, obviously, you're under the spotlight. That's maybe attractive, but you're telling me that the Giants' position as far as roster is that much more known? Get me wrong. They have Tony. They have a few pieces. They have Barkley still. Yes, I know this. They have a few more pieces, but you're telling me is that much more attractive as far as from what you can do with that, as far as what the ownership allows you to do? 
It's not. It's still it's still a losing organization for a long time. It has been, and it's been a problem from all the way up top. To and it relates to what happens on the field. That's what we're seeing. He has a he has a quarterback that now they're saying Daniel Jones manage or, or ownership is saying that Daniel Jones never got a fair shot. So now that they're going to give him put him in a, a position to win. So with all these things in mind, do you think like? Like you said, Brian Dable and all them, they put the Texans at the bottom of their list, and they're saying, man, I hope I don't ever get to that. If it gets to that, then we'll see. I might still just stay and rather be a coordinator. The the Joff McDaniels of the world, whenever they go to interview, the enemies, all these guys, do you think that they look at the list and they're like, yeah, I'm going to put that one at the bottom? Mm-hmm. I'm sure they do. You know, uh, Jerry, Jeremy, excuse me, Jeremy Branham had a thought that, we haven't really seen them interview any of these Patriots guys. You know, like Josh McDaniels still hasn't interviewed Gerard Mayo. Remember, like a week or two ago, everybody's like, oh, Gerard Mayo, that, that's, that's the front runner for the job. They haven't even interviewed him. So maybe Jeremy's right, and Casario has some kind of handshake deal with Bill Belichick, like I'm not going to come poach your guys because they're not getting interviewed for this Texans gig. It uh, could be that. could be that. Or a New England guy knows – Easterby. Yeah. New England guy knows Easterby. So you think that he was going to go put himself in a position to put himself under that, knowing what comes with Easterby? So they're thinking, like a Mayo, he he knows he's a hot name right now. You think mm-hmm. he's going to go to a place to where he doesn't get the ultimate? He knows that he's still going to have to go through that, that, that vine of trouble, let's call it, that comes with Easterby and, and, and the circus that comes up top? That's I, I just it's that's where we are right now. Before at least when you had Deshaun, it was man. At least it's a landing spot for a coach because they feel they have a young quarterback they can develop. Now that that's pretty much out the door, thankfully, get out of this city, boy. Get him out of here. That's out of the way. Now what? Like where do you get respect enough to someone that has some kind of resume? You can, or do you have to go this man? Let's hope we strike lightning in a bottle. I see many try to say, man, McVeigh and this came out of this, and and these kind of guys, man, come on. Now you're in high. McVeigh was in the Super Bowl very quick. Mm-hmm. You, know, I don't think that that's what's going to happen. It just sucks because it seems like a lot of the players are behind him, and that starts being trouble whenever they start getting behind him. Like, yeah, yeah, this is our guy, and that that translate, and it seems like that that's what the organization is doing right now. They're basically like, yeah, we're going to interview these guys, but we already have a candidate. Like, you know how that goes in real world outside sure. of sports. And you think that's maybe Josh McCown that they're just they're going to hire him, and they it's, don't they don't really care what anybody thinks. It seems it seems they're going that direction because what's the difference between having someone with no resume, no experience, rather than if you were going to do that, you do it with Cully and wait a few more years, and then until you you come along and you get you gain more assets. Finally, this year you can enjoy the draft, Texans fan. Right, and then you're going to be able to enjoy it more and more in these years coming up because all those old mistakes that were made under the O'Brien era, and all those trades, and, and you traded away the farm, and you made all these moves. Well, that set you back for years to come. Well, those years to come are going to be here. So, at what point? When do you hit the reset button? Should have they waited one more year to hit this reset button until it gets one more closer, a year closer to those years to come? I, I don't. The problem is, is you fired Cully because. He wasn't good because he wasn't experienced. You're going to hire another guy that's not experienced? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. No sense. And, you know, quickly, I know we're up against it. 
you know, Casario has come out and said like, hey, Jack Easterby has nothing to do with player personnel. And I, you know, I think he's been a punching bag and I think it's a little unfair. But here's the thing. So say he doesn't have anything to do with personnel, but he does have something to do with the coaching search because we know that McCown and Easterby are friends. But here's also the other problem. Even outside of McCown, all the other guys they're interviewing, you can't tell. I don't know this for a fact, Jerry, but you can't tell me when they interview these coaches and they bring them in, you know it's probably Casario, Easterby, and Cal sitting in the room interviewing the guy, right? Playing hungry, hungry hippo. Right? But if you really didn't want people to worry about Easterby, wouldn't you just not have him around? You know, if you're another coach, wouldn't you feel like, oh, well, I hear this stuff about Easterby, but he wasn't even in my interview and, you know, nothing to worry about. It's probably just a bunch of smoke. But if he's in every interview – he knows that guy has the back channel to the owner, and you're going to have to worry about him. you got to worry about him. We know that it comes with something. And that's why I say maybe those New England guys, anyone, they know the, what Easterby brings to the table. And then they know that maybe in the in the Patriots, he still had pool, but maybe not as much as pool because that's a strong organization. Starting with Bilicek, he's going to put a stop to it in the crafts. I mean, that's just their winning organization at top. What happens when you do it at a losing organization that doesn't have no pool up top? You have no Bilicek. It's just... It's a mess, and yeah. that's a mess that these guys aren't willing to take. Their jobs are too good right now with the McDaniels of the world, with the Dables of the world, for them to say, I'm going to get myself in that mess. Now, the only thing from the – towards the end of the season, we saw that Cully lost the players. You yeah. saw that. They were healthy scratches. They were – one of them getting Man of the Year awards and still not playing in games. Yeah. You, there was a disconnection between the player and the coach. He lost that locker room. With McCown, that's why I think that there's a he has an upper leg because you've seen them voice right away. Many of them came to the voice of, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, we want him. That means that they got that connection with him, but that's not necessarily a good thing whenever you have a coach with no experience. He's pretty young, and, and, and they have that too cool of a relationship. You need a, a nuts and bolts guy. You need a guy that has a resume that's shown that he can win, and then that's when they feed into it, not one that, man, this is my boy here where you're yep. – you don't want them to cup check the coach. No. Oh, you're cup checking each other. You know, like that's not the relationship you want. No. And and I know we're up against it just quickly. When things start to not go well, that's when they're going to doubt McCown. You know, when they lose a few games and they're like, of course we're losing. This guy's never coached a team. This guy's a volunteer high school coach last season. Give him an extension. Yeah, that's when they're going to start doubting him. And, it, once it, and you know they're not going to be good next year. So that's that's my concern. Shout out to everyone hanging on Twitch. We've got about 30 minutes left here on Moneyline ESPN 97.5. ESPN 97.5. Chalk with straight shots and then pop bottles. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Chalk with straight shots and then pop bottles. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. A little championship rings for you. Man, it feels like I got an on championship ring because we ball hard is what he says. And you're going to ball harder right when that game starts. How do you feel about the kickoff? Is that perfect the way they got it 2 o'clock? I like that window, especially for you and me, because, you know, we're trying to get home for these, you know, noon kickoffs. So this way we get to watch the whole game. It's the worst driving home when football's on. Yeah. And you got all bets going, fantasy going. You don't even remember if you set a lineup. It's 
it's chaos. That's what we try to do here for you guys every single Sunday. The football season's coming to an end. We're not. We're going to keep it rocking for you here and rolling. Hopefully, we can keep you entertained. My man Alex, the one that used to work here with you, mm-hmm. checking in Sunday service with the boys. Shout out to Alex. He screenshotted us watching us on Twitch. If you're not on Twitch, you need to get over there. A little group of 40 over there hanging out, starting ruckus. This kind of ruckus. We talk about Easterby, and it just opens the gates of hell. <laughs> it's ironic. Easterby's the football antichrist coming from total Dallas. <laughs> If Jax drafts the wrong guy at number three, I mean Casario from Alex Villanueva. Hey, Josh, join our game of Hungry Hunger Hippo. You'll make four. <laughs> That's what he's the, the, the Texans front office is doing. Big ups to Dr. Dre for ca- catching my Hungry Hungry Hippo. Uh, just, you know, kids nowadays would be like, man, what the hell is this? Yeah. Like, you mean oh, we're just going to sit here and press this little level lever to, to get the marbles to go in the mouth of this thing? Like, Give me a screen to, you know, mm-hmm. I, need, I need some drag and drop in my life. Kids nowadays, man, they wouldn't be able to, to be entertained by that. Again, shout out to every single person that hangs out on Twitch. King of Twitch Houston said, shoots and ladders is too complicated for them. <laughs> like, Y'all want to play something with some skill? They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Cal pulls out an old sock. You know, you carry your marbles in them, those old school marbles. In the sock, it's all dirt. No, he actually takes off his sock and he's got them in there. Like, Cal, if you don't put your dirty-ass feet up. It's like, well, what? That's where we got, man. That's that's where we've become it, 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 or, or what we've come to with the Texans. It's They've become a joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, they're the laughing stock of the league. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. You don't see any other teams run like this, and that's why they're terrible. The Jaguars got a little bit of piece of theirs, though. Yeah. Isn't it crazy ironic that they're both in the same division? <laughs> but coaches seem to prefer that job. You know what I mean? And maybe the weather, or maybe the yeah. And because there's there's no Easter B, you have a what you think will be a franchise quarterback. You know, so people'd rather be with Trevor Lawrence. And then you saw that it looks like they're <laughs> the the Bill O'Brien thing did not go well with his interview. Surprise, surprise. So it they're a mess. But so are the Texans, and that's why they're going to be picking at the top of the draft here for the next few years. Where do I? Someone asked, where do they see my show? So I got a new show that I kicked off every day at 1 o'clock on Twitch, uh, YouTube, 1 to 2 every single day. If you, if you want to get more bow in your life, more, uh, more gambling every single day on Twitch, on YouTube, uh, webetats.com. I also launched that. If you want a lot of my free picks, I'm just going to go ahead and shame, shameless plug here. Anything that you want from me, webetats.com. Go there right now. The site is soft launch. It's got a little bit of things going already. It's going to be full out throttle in the next week. Go there. But then also, like I said, if you want to check me out every day at 1 p.m., one hour long, and you can get it's called Odd Takes. And I brought bring you everything that I do here. I'm even going to get Josh on the show soon. I got to get him hostage. I, I asked him, please, man. I, I got to have my right hand, man. So I'm going to get Josh on there, especially once we get closer to football, the draft, and everything in between. We're going to. We'll make sure we get Josh on there. But, yeah, Monday through Friday, uh, Monday through Friday, not every day. I say Monday through Friday every day. Monday through Friday, so every weekday, excuse me for that. Um, but, yeah, Monday through Friday, 1 p.m., look it up. We bet ATS on Twitch or on YouTube. It's hard to find us right now because the search engine doesn't pull us up. So if you go to my Twitter, you can find all the information there. Or on We Bet ATS, you'll find everything there as well. So how did that show go on Friday? Good. It just uh, – 
like I said, you're my right-hand man, so it's always weird. I'm, I'm so used to, you know me so well, and we have like that 90s humor, so I throw a lot of stuff in. But no, it went well, man, and everyone showed up. It was a lot of the money liners, and I said it's just it's just something just trying to start up. And you know, around that time, there's soccer going, and 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 basketball news is coming out. So it's just another way for me to communicate with you guys. And I said I'm going to have Josh on. I'm going to have a few people from uh, from. I'm going to not spoil anybody else, but again, I'm going to have a few people that you know that are out there. Every single, I'm going to have Dead Prez on. I'm going to have a few people on. So again, check us out. Odd takes. Every weekday, Monday through Friday, 1 p.m. But we got 20 minutes left here. I almost ate up this whole segment going back and forth. Who? Hey, Steve Steve says, who's uh, picking these bu- the bump music? Man, that's my man in front of me over here. I, I, I give him a little bit of it, yeah. But we, we come together on this. We try to make it to where we have the best bump music. We get you the hypest. It's, it's Sunday morning radio. It's hard to get you hot. It was hard to get people to show up, but that's how faithful the money, line are, uh, money liners are to us, Josh. They were showing up. Ordering bottles at 10 a.m. Yes. at the Ice House. I mean, that's you know how hard it is to throw a road show starting at 10 a.m. on a Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> like, just think about that. But for, for, for whatever reason, we'd always have two little tables. We'd yep. have a bottle, two bottles going before the show even ended. And we thank you guys for that. Because this whole segment's gone here, so I'm going to use it just to thank you guys. But honestly, man, we need all your support going forward. We're going to keep bringing you... Uh, Someone's asking, so y'all got show after the after football season? Yeah, Josh and I, it's a little more laid back, though. It's not so much of just spitting game after game after game. You see, we run out of time during the season. Yeah. So offseason, it's more of a, it's more blasphemy. We we just get on here and we talk. It's like, like I said, we always wanted to do this show like two two dudes just sitting on a cooler. Hey, get up, hand me a beer. I hand him a beer. We just start talking about something. And before you know it, the, the room got smoky. That's the kind of conversations that Josh and I have always had on this. I mean, it's coming to an end. Another football season. It's crazy. This is our fourth NFL season. Can you believe that? I'll knock on this right now in case in case we don't see each other again. In case we don't see the next football season, which you never know. In, in radio, a lot of moving parts. You never know. In case that happens, odd takes at 1 o'clock. <laughs> don't lose me. We bet ATS.com. We won't lose contact with each other. But, again, I just always – I was driving today, man. I'm like, man, two games left today. One game on the Super Bowl, but we're not going to stop here. We're going to keep bringing you content. I'm going to try to get Josh on me on odd takes, and we're going to try to even get Sean. I reached out to Sean. I know a hard worker when I see one. I know someone that's got talent, that's well-spoken. I reached out to Sean as well to get him on We Bet ATS, so he's going to be joining the, the crew soon with his basketball takes and whatnot. We're going to get him a get him a jersey. Get him a jersey, Gavin, if you're listening. He's on the team, and you're on this team, and this team's only got one segment left, and we're going to bring it tough. We're going to bring the house down. It's Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bogue and Josh Jordan. That doesn't get you hype. I know there's football today, but there's also football. 
And the U.S. will play Canada in a crucial game. World Cup's only once every four years. And this is a crucial game against a Canadian team that has been playing out of their minds, out of, out of sorts lately. And they lead the qualification stage with 19 points. USA's 18. I just wanted to break that uh, segment in. That thing always gets me hyped. I know Josh goes out and watches these soccer games when the man. It's going to be crazy. The World Cup is going to be in in December. It's it's a it's a Winter World Cup for the first time ever because in Qatar, Qatar, however you want to say it, um, those summers are 110 degrees. They can't play soccer out there, so they're going to run. They're going to run it here or, or uh, in December instead. So for Christmas, you're going to be watching World Cup games or great during that time, right? You know, I'm not a huge soccer fan, but I love to occasionally, you know, go watch the games at a soccer bar. We have a lot of fun, man. We we do that. We used to do that all the time before the world shut down. Just to give you a little pick from there, I do think that there's going to be somewhat goals in there. At this point, the U.S. are not in. They got one foot in. They need to win their next two games and have a few teams lose, whatnot. Don't worry about that. Just win your games. I believe they got to come out with at least a point here. Both teams score. Make it simple. Both teams score in that game. Punch that in. That gives you a little something to uh, watch on top of all your other bets as if you need any more uh, degeneracy in your life. I don't even know if that's, a, if that's a term, but if you need it, if you're degenerate at heart, you need more, 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 more. U.S., Canada, both teams to score. But before we get out of here, we got seven minutes left. Any kind of shining up the, the, the Corvette before we let it ride in Championship Sunday, anything from that Bengals game. Anything, Kelsey. We went with the Kelsey, uh, Kelsey receiving yards last week. It was at seventy and a half. Mm-hmm. I believe it's closer to eighty now. Yeah. Do you believe Kelsey gets a touchdown? Uh, the yards over. Is it a Kelsey game? With it being in the eighties, the number that's kind of up there. So you know, I'll probably I'll probably pass on that one. But I mean, he's gonna they're gonna lean on him to some extent. Been we both kind of were. Skating around Tyree Kill this week, which is kind of surprising, right? Yeah, like I said, Trudy is the one that holds them out there, and 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 do they sell out to stop him? Is my question because it seems like that's what they did in that game. In a game that has thirty some points, and and Tyree Kills mm-hmm. got sixty, and and Kelsey's only got twenty five receiving yards. You you think how the hell did they get all those points? Yeah, and that's what teams are doing now. You saw whenever they went uh teams went up against Diggs, for example. Take them out. The Chiefs said, let's take them out of the game. That's what they did. Are they going to sell out against Chase? But that's that's where I lean on points here because if they try to sell out on Chase, Higgins and Boyd could get loose. Yeah. If they sell out on Chase and then they have to help on, t- on Higgins or Boyd, then what happens with tight end running? And what happens with mixing in space? That means it just it just screams space to me. It's, it screams like, hey, I know what you're going to try to do, and we're going to make sure that Chase runs around on an island wherever you go. Okay, then you're going to have to chase, and then we're going to use crossing routes with Boyd and Higgins, and then we're going to use flats. And think about that. From overall football, that, that's trouble against a team that 30th in sack rate. So you're telling me that they're one of the worst at sacking the quarterback. They don't get the hits. So now you got Burrow standing back there. Now you got to hold Chase for an extended period of time. Now you got these guys cross routing, and then you got mixing. There's points. There's points. There's, I just can't see the Bengals not getting three touchdowns in a field goal. Think about when you three touchdowns in a field goal. Yeah, in yeah. a game they got to chase. Yeah, I, I think they're going to put up some points today, and we'll just go back and 
and talk about this again. We both like Mixon in the passing game this week. Uh, I saw it at over 31 and a half yards. Depends on what book you're you're getting it from. But we both like Mixon in the passing game this Punch week. It. Yeah, and we like him for daily as well. And to your point, if Burrow's going to have a little more time, you know, T. Higgins was really kind of his bailout guy last week. You know, just a lot of a lot of easy completions right on the sideline because you know all the attention's going to Chase. Who do you feel more confident in, Sean? If it has to be the secondary receiver from the Chiefs, or were you more confident in the secondary receivers of the Bengals for someone right now looking at their DFS? Uh, if you're talking strictly wide receivers, uh, because I, I kind of view Kelsey as the second receiver on the Chiefs, but if you're talking about you know De- uh, Demarcus Robinson, Pringle, get, I, I mean, you got to feel good with T. Higgins, especially with what Gabriel Davis did to this Chiefs defense just last week. They're keyed in to stop Stephon Diggs. You think that after what Jamar Chase did to the Chiefs last week, or la- last time they played, they're going to be keyed in on him too. And so you'd think that uh, Higgins or Boyd's going to eat. You know, that's a really good point because – Gabe Davis is kind of a similar receiver to T. Higgins. He Both can, really, he you know, six three, six four, big you. body guy. Yeah, he can get he can get behind you. That's a really good point, Sean. So T. Higgins might be heavily involved here. Exactly. And then if they want to get the ball, if he's going to have time on those, I could see Higgins getting loose one time at least. It's just that's what screams points to me. Like that's what we do here on Moneyline. We talk it out. We bring whatever our our information is that we've gathered and all our investigations, I call it. And then we bring it to the table, say, this is what we got. And the more we get into, okay, well, if this is going to happen, if it was Gabriel Davis, then, then what's going to happen? If it's Burrow that's going to get have to get the ball out quick, then we know that it's going to be Mixon. Well, what did Mixon do the first game? Well, he only had, a, he had 11, 12 carries, but then he had like seven targets or catches, yeah, actually yeah. receptions, not even targets. So now, okay, now he's going to get the ball in the pass game. Well, what to that? Three and a half. And they're seven point underdogs? And you just, I look at this Mike like, then, then give me the bet. Like, don't make it harder for yourself. Don't make it harder for yourself. In, in a high point, in a high total, Burrow's getting in trouble last week under pressure. They got to get the ball out of his hands. The first game already went that way. They're going to have to put extra people on chase. So you tell me that Mixon, no, they're going to give up the underneath and say, okay, cool, we'll give you that underneath and let Mixon run for about five or six yards rather than getting burned up. I love the mixing props, yes. like I love, and it's funny because that person and I, we don't talk at all. We just talk about the show, getting together, and we're going to do some work together on on uh, odd takes. He's going to be on this week, but he had those same bets, and if that's trouble, that's trouble for the books. If we're all mm-hmm. agreeing, Josh and I we didn't talk about it. As soon as he started saying it, I look at my go to We Bet ATS right now and look at the article that I wrote about player props, and it's going to have one up top, and it's Joe Mixon, and it's those two props. It's literally those two props. So great minds hopefully think alike. And if not, we didn't say it. It was dead press. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> no, I mean, in last week we had a lot of the same props as well. So, and, and that was a big week for Jerry last week. He had a big week. The one other guy I wanted to mention quickly in the other game is Tyler Higby. You know, in the two games that they've played each other this year, Higby has three touchdowns in those two games. Mm, there's something. Yeah, so, you know, the, the receiving yards aren't huge. But the, the, the touchdowns, those are coming in handy. So, you know, the last time they played, he uh, six catches, 55 yards, and two scores for Higby against the Niners. And that was just, you know, three weeks ago. So, you know, if you need a cheap tight end, maybe Higby's a, a guy you can look at. Exactly. Again, if you're out there doing your DFS lineups and you're thinking, where do I, where can I zag? Like, where can, there's Ziggy and I'm zagging. You got to think, 
think, okay, how many people are going to be on Mahomes if they pair him with Kelsey? That's real popular, but whatever if, if I could use a different tight end in that same game in CJ, and hopefully he's the he out he scores pretty much what Kelsey does, and it's a receiver that ends up scoring, and I catch that Pringle action. Whatever the case yes. is, make sure that you give yourself options the way it falls. But man, this show just fell away, and we got to get out of here. We got to get out of here with uh, putting on name or something. So put your name on something, Josh. Hey, we hit it the whole show. We love. We love Joe Mixon in the passing game, so go ahead and hit that over on his receiving yards and over on his catches. Sean Mates, put your name on something for the people. I'm going to put my name on the over Pat Mahomes rushing yards, 31 and a half. You know in these playoff games how many times we've seen it. I mean, he plays so many playoff games that he always has that kind of scramble out where all of a sudden there's no one in the middle of the field. I think in the Bills game, he probably had a 35-yard run just by by himself on one run in the second quarter. So give me the over Pat Mahomes rushing yards. I love those mixing ones. I love that Mahomes rush. But my favorite bet has got to be that Bengals and uh, Chiefs over. I think that the game has points all over it. I think the Bengals have team total over. I think the game screams goodness. And that is all I got for you because that's all you need. Just max that thing out. Enjoy the day. Drink some beer. Have some fun. There's only two games left today. And then one shining moment of the Super Bowl. And then after that, all you got is us. Over here trying to make up whatever we can to keep you entertained on a Sunday. And I hope that that's what we did today. And I hope that I got your blood going. And I hope that you fill it in your chest. And I hope that you go and make the best bets that you possibly could. So I'm signing off like we always do. That's Josh Jordan at Josh Jordan 975. That's Sean Makes. And I'm Jerry Bo at Jerry Bo Sports. Peace. ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Real fun sports.